ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oki Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Oki Podcast. And on today's episode, I have another special guest. She is a native poet. She's a published writer, and she is a senior at TU. Today's guest is Abby Rush. Hi, everybody. What's going on, Abby? Uh, not much. I'm excited about, uh, my, I guess my last spring break ever that I'll have in college. Um, but it's just been a lot, it's been a lot of work, you know, with senior project and, um, trying to keep, you know, personal creative projects afloat as well. So I'm excited about getting a little bit of a break. Nice. A well-deserved break, I'm assuming. Hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Abby, uh, for the listeners, could you give a, uh, kind of like a, background of you know who you are where you grew up just kind of how that how it was growing up and kind of just where you started forming this writer poet Mm -hmm. type of lifestyle or journey you know yeah okay um yeah so I was I'm born and raised in Oklahoma I was born down south in Shawnee and uh I moved around um growing up I have a lot of family in Pawnee uh down El Reno so, you know, I had just a really rich childhood and um, a lot of people in my family are artists and, you know, writers and, and that sort of thing. And so I think it was pretty easy for me to kind of fall into that realm. Uh, it probably started when I was 15, maybe. And, it you know, poetry started as a way for me to kind of cope with things just personally and with myself. Um And then I started going around to little coffee shops and doing the whole, you know, reading them and sharing them with other people. And it's just grown from there. So I'm really thankful for that, you know. So you're Pawnee? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Pawnee. I'm, yeah, I'm actually Oto too. I'm looking at your tattoo now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who are you related to in Pawnee? Uh, My great, great, or yeah, so my great grandmother was Daisy Chapman. Um, so, and my, my grandmother's Janice Fields, Stanley Fields, um, Jeremy Fields. That's my uncle. Um, so yeah, everybody, no. (laughs) (laughs) So we're probably related then. Yeah, probably. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I have, yeah, I have a lot of family there, um, on both my maternal or yeah, my mom's dad's side and her mom's side. So what about Oto? You know anything about uh yeah so that's more on my dad's side oh is it yeah and then my uh she's actually she's like my sister my cousin uh d halzotai she's oto too and we're related to each other from you know someone back back in the day <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's it's crazy you, it's nice but it's funny how you always find out oh yeah that's my cousin or that's your auntie or whatever yeah I don't know. it's funny <laughs> yeah it's a very common uh thing in indian country indian country is (laughs) a small world it is it's it's, it's so small like i mean it's crazy like just when you're out and about and then like around here i'll see like uh pawnee tags like crazy like i'll I'll try to drive by and look see who it is and i can never see who it is you know it's funny i do the exact same thing or like we'll be driving and i'll be like oh my gosh look there's a pawnee tag right there or like a a tag that i haven't seen around Mm -hmm. you know or like a cna tag i'm like oh snap (laughs) it's it's a little bit more uncommon than others you know it's funny though well i'm glad i'm not the only one who does that yeah (laughs) yeah we'd be like driving and then just the other day I was coming home from work and 
this like pony car just drove by and i was like oh shit oh god yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah i do see quite a bit of pony tag that's that's cool yeah yeah do you got a pony tag no, no. i don't got a pony tag. i got a creek tag oh. yeah so my it's part of my family's creek so nice yeah congratulations <laughs> oh, i'm just kidding <laughs> so how's tu been um pretty good my uh my mother actually went there she's uh she's a nurse now so she went to nursing school and stuff there and so I always kind of you know looked at it as a place that I wanted to go I wanted to be like my mom you know and so then I did and I found a great writing community just just in Tulsa in general um but even at TU I've been able to foster a lot of creative growth and a lot of you know help with my writing and just guidance from professors and other students so t has been good to me yeah how did you get into writing well did writing did it in poetry did it all just kind of get together or um so it was always poetry um growing up you know when i was younger and 15 and whatnot i just did poetry strictly. Um, mm-hmm. And then in September of 2019, I branched out a little bit and I was, you know, I had the opportunity to kind of write about, you know, native people in academia and what that looks like and what barriers there are sometimes put in place in front of us. Um, and I, and I also just in, in this, it's an article in the Heckinger report and um, it's just an op-ed uh and I was able to publish that in September 2019. And it that was a big deal for me because I finally kind of, not that there's anything wrong with just being a poet, but I branched out into this other realm of, you know, I wouldn't call it academic writing, but, you know, it, it's about academia and it's it's different, mm. um, more informative. And it started with poetry, but I've been lucky enough to be able to branch out and kind of do, do more things with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or have you been pub- like published like... Um, well, the first time it was just, uh, the stylist journal of literary and fine arts and that's in the university of Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Heckinger report, that's just, that was on their website. Um, I don't think that they had a printed version of it. Um, but that was the biggest deal for me because I didn't think I was, I wrote this article and I didn't know if it was going to get picked up by anywhere. And then the editor, you know, called me one day and was like, we got it. We got Heckinger report. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, cause it's, it's, a, it's an academic journal. And so that was, that was a big deal for me. Um, just recently I was, uh, I had two poems, two poems published in the Oklahoma women's journal. Mm-hmm. So the Oklahoma women's journal had their very first issue and I was lucky enough to see it and I submitted two of my poems and they got on. And so that was, that was nice for me. Um, so yeah, not like a widely published poet, but I've been lucky enough to get some yeah. here and there, you know, and, and as a poet, we always take that as like a major win, you know, cause it is. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that, uh, what is the women's journal you said? Oklahoma Women's Journal, yeah. And that's out right now? Uh, yes, is right it? now. Yeah, you can uh, find, there's a link to it that takes you to where you can like buy copies of it. Um, but yeah. Is, cool. You know if it's sold in stores or not? Um, I honestly am not sure. I know that they're kind of in the works of getting it to different places, but I do know that you can buy them online. Um, that's where I bought a few of my copies from. Mm. Okay. They have their website. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, for sure. I'll have to give you the link. Yeah. What are the poems called? Uh, One of it 
one of them is oh she wonders um and i think the other one that i, I wrote i think i submitted like five of them so <laughs> I'm trying to, i think uh another one is in the midst of it all um but yeah and you know it's funny is yeah i write poems and i i love it i love to write but my major problem that i have a lot is that i can't um title my poems so i have such a hard time titling them like the first time i ever got published i remember they had asked for it in a submission and i was like oh like i don't know and i know it's such a basic thing but i guess i left it blank and i forgot and so when i submitted it then the poems were published as untitled and untitled by abby rush so <laughs> i was all mysterious my first um go around but yeah that's probably yeah it's just funny <laughs> funny little things we do yeah <laughs> So what are you majoring in at TU? I am creative writing and I have a minor in political science. And you said you changed it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I came in hot trying to do, what was it? I think I came in originally doing psychology, which um, I'll get into that later, what I mm -hmm. want to do for grad school. But um, yeah, I came in doing psychology and then I, I think I switched to nursing. And then I think I took one anthropology class and I was super into it. Mm -hmm. And so I switched to anthropology, but... I think that's just my personality. Uh, I kind of make these impulsive decisions when I like something or find it interesting. Um, but yeah, TU, just, just before I had enrolled at TU, they created a creative writing major. And so everyone kept saying, that's the one you need to do. But I was like, no, no, I'm just going <laughs> to try some other stuff. But eventually it, I did. And I'm, and I'm so lucky that I did because I've just had so much guidance and I feel like I've grown a lot as a writer. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Damn. Yeah, I didn't know you changed that much. Your major. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, that's why I always tell people, like you know, any of my younger siblings or younger people that ask about college or anything like that. I'm always just like, you will figure it out. And some people do. They go in, they never change their major, and they're on this. You know, they see this track in front of them. I think I didn't. I think I was very woo everywhere. Yeah. Um, but when you're young, that's fine. You know, it's it's okay to find what you like and. And pursue those interests, you know. I like in high school. I was like, well, I was like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what are you gonna go to college for? And I figured, like, oh, I ain't gonna go, you know. Like, yeah. Because I have like the best grades or anything, and I didn't even know. Like, I was so tired of like high school because that that was what used to was mm -hmm. getting up at seven. And then, like, having to go to class and just be there all day. Mm -hmm. And so nobody really told me, like, what college was even even was. Like, that's what I just figured college was, too. Yeah. You know, like, being from a small town where not a lot of people know, like, a lot of things. It's just kind of like, oh, I heard this. So this is this must be how it goes or something, you know. Yeah. Like, that's how it was for me. It was like, I just, well, like, you think that they should know, like, more, I guess. When you when you actually like leave and you go out, like you learn all these like things where okay, well they're wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> and then like going to college, it was like well, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like you know, and like you said, like people they have their path like already set out mm -hmm. and they stick to that. What I like tell people is like just go, mm -hmm. you know, like go like I don't know at least finish your at least do your general ed. Yeah, and then by that time, like you'll probably figure out like who you are mm -hmm. and what you like what you want to do oh, yeah. because when I went I learned like so much about myself mm -hmm. and it was just like it's crazy yeah yeah mm -hmm. and then you meet like all kind of 
awesome people yeah that you'll have connections with forever so yeah. it's it's a really great experience you know i agree yeah I agree. and you know just just like what you're saying it's it is so much about you know the academic part and and what you learn and what you you know you become equipped with and you can go and use that out in the world and that's equally as important um in my opinion as yeah meeting those people and you know when i came into college and i look at myself now you know, I look back at how much I didn't know back then yeah. about not even yeah. just I didn't. Oh, I'd never taken a calc class before. It wasn't about that. It was like it just I felt like the world was just so open and I learned from different people and, and you learn to deal with people a lot better. I feel like, you know, and yeah. you make friends with people that you that would never have been in your town because I grew up and I graduated from a little small town in Oklahoma, too. And mm-hmm just how valuable it is to be around other creative people and um, people who share, share your experience, you know, maybe, but in a different way, maybe they're from another country or they've been through similar things. And I don't know, there's a lot of growth that happens. It's like, it feels like you just skyrocket when you're in college and then, you know, but I mean, everybody has life experiences that can do that for them, but that just happened to be mine and and yours too. You know, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school at? I went to Skytook. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty small. Yeah, it's pretty small. <laughs> yeah. Were you when you got to TU? Was it like, like were you like? I, I was scared. Like where did you I got go to, to high school? I went to Pawnee. Oh, you went to Pawnee. Yeah. Okay, I went there for a little bit. A when I was in middle school. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I basically I went to uh, I went to prom in Pawnee twice, so I might oh, yeah? as well have just been there. No. <laughs> I was all in it. No. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was a big shock. Uh, not so much for the size at all, because we were still a five A school, but it was still like a little small, like country town, you know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, when I when I got to TU, I was just, I don't know. There were a lot of people from all around the world, and there were a lot of people who were really into like all the things I was into, and I'd never seen anything like that before. Other writers, and um, so yeah, I think it was a it was a great shock to mm-hmm. me honestly i was i was glad to be in a place where there's so much more diversity um and just influence from just different professors different people different subjects you just get like this cornucopia of like you know i don't know i don't know how to explain it i yeah it was it was a big shock to me yeah <laughs> but yeah i bet mm-hmm. man the Sky Took five A? I didn't know that. Uh yeah, when I, I think when I moved there they were four A and then like it was like if we have seven more students we'll push over to five A <laughs> if I remember that right. I can't remember. Um but yeah, they were five A. I mean it didn't feel super huge, but I mm-hmm. guess it was. I mean Collinsville's five A too, but they're they always feel small to me, but Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I didn't know. A, I might just be not even having the numbers <laughs> right. I'm pretty I'd sure I do, B. though. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure kidding. I do. <laughs> no. That's funny. Yeah, Pawnee was A whenever I went there. I think they're 2A now. Yeah, I think they're 2A. They yeah. go from, like, A to 2A all the freaking time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. So, like, what what style is your poetry? Like, I don't know, like, a lot of styles of poetry. The only one I'd probably know of is, like, slam poetry. Oh, yeah. So, like, um, no, educate me on... Well, it's no, um, you know what I always, 
I guess this is something that I should just admit because um, I don't write with any kind of like rhyme or like, you know, iambic pentameter. I don't write like that. I write just purely free verse. It's more like storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I haven't done slam poetry before. Um, I can read you one if you, I mean, at some point later on in the yeah. episode or whatever. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're just free verse and it's more about, um, you know, I, I just find a, a certain topic for that poem, you know, whether it's, I want to write, write about, you know, suicide in Indian country. Like I've, that's one of my bigger poems and I performed it up in uh, Spokane at the SAMHSA conference a few years ago. So, you know, I just, I just find different things um, to, to influence my writing, but a lot of the writing is from the perspective of, you know, a young native woman, a young indigenous woman and living in this modern world and what that looks like. So that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from. But yeah, as far as the style of it, it's just free verse. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I guess. Um, yeah. Because whenever I first started it, I didn't realize that I was writing poetry, really. It was just I was just writing how I felt, but in like this kind of fancy way in my mind, you know, and then. Mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, I a lot of my biggest influences are, you know, like Maggie Culver Fry. She was a poet laureate of Oklahoma back in the day and Joy Harjo and, you know, all these poets that I've seen write in these ways where it doesn't have to be, you know, not saying that they don't have poems like that because they do. But, you know, when I when I write, it's, um, it's more of a story, I guess, mm-hmm. for me. And so I don't put any like rules on it as far as what it's going to look like, you know. I do like a haiku, a good haiku here and there. But oh, yeah. That's but yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I stick to, you know, that kind of freestyle that I have, you know. Mm-hmm. A freestyle, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, just that the free verse. <laughs> so you can drop a freestyle or what? No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> so when you graduate, well, like, what are your plans with, mm-hmm. like, um, with your writing? Like, w- yeah. where do you... Where do you want it to take you, I guess? Yeah, okay. Um, so I um, honestly didn't really figure out what my postgraduate plan was going to be. I knew that I wanted to work in my community no matter what. I knew that I wanted to continue telling stories and, um, you know, talking about writing and how it can be a helpful tool for, like, you know, healing and, and that sort of thing. I knew that. Um, I just didn't know what the framework would look like exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I can say that I, um, I'm going to keep writing and hopefully be able to maybe go to some summer writing internships or something like that throughout the process of me getting my graduate degree. Um, so I'm going to get that and then I'm going to sort of make writing and poetry coalesce with therapy and I want to do, uh, I guess, I don't know if it would be in the realm of art therapy, but, you know, go into my community and talk about storytelling and it's and how it can be a healing um, avenue, you know, while also employing things that I've learned from my LPC that I'll be getting um, in graduate school. So, mm. yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I want to do. And I just kind of recently came into that thought process and I've started that application. And I don't know, it's just really it's really nice how things sort of just work out like that. And I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person and I just, I kind of just feel like it fell in my lap a little bit, you know? Um, 
finding out what I wanted to do and how I was going to do it. Cause for a second there, I, I didn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's crazy how, well, I mean, that's what you really want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Is just keep writing and, yeah. you know, poetry. So it's crazy how, like, like you said, like you didn't know like what, how you're going to do it, but you just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so now it's kind of opening like these different doors, you yeah. know, to a lot of things, you know, and, and I think it's really cool that, you know, you've been published and you have like, you know, you've been in this uh, women's journal. Thank you. And so like, that's, that's like, that's fucking like cool as fuck. Thank like, you. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, thank you. Because like I like I told you, like you're on my Instagram mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, you know, talking about stuff. And, uh, I think, I think you said you were like in the poetry or something. Mm-hmm. So I started checking you out and then, you know, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, and so this is like, this is, this is a while ago. Like, cause you were doing those videos a while ago. I think. Yeah. yeah. During <laughs> quarantine. Yeah. yeah. And like. I was trying to get this all set up, and then I was like, well, I'll ask her to come on, you know, and, mm-hmm. like, maybe we'll do something. And so, finally, you know, finally got things rolling. So, yeah, now, now we here. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm exci- I was excited about it when you asked mm-hmm. me because I had seen everybody else that had been on it and stuff. So, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, um, it's just crazy. Like, I was, I don't know, I got off track. But, like, it's crazy how things are just falling, like when you stick to something that you want to do mm-hmm. you know and it's like you know i have no idea how you're gonna fucking do it yeah but you still keep doing it and then things just like keep falling on your yeah. lap as you said oh yeah you know yeah i think um you know just not that you know i'm the best advice giver but i guess if i could give myself advice you know back then is like don't worry about what people are gonna say about you if you follow what you want to do you have this path that you really you know you feel confident about it you feel like it could really take you somewhere even if you don't feel confident about it sometimes we're our own worst critics you know but um yeah you know a lot of time you know when I first started my creative writing major and I realized like yeah that is what I want to do I worried about what people would say you know when someone asks you oh you know what, what are you majoring in and then I say you know, I feel like anybody who's in like the arts, you know, might at some point in their life feel like this, you know, where it's like, oh, creative writing. And that question always comes up where it's like, oh, well, what are you going to do with that? You know, it's just yeah. kind of that 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 insecurity. But I I had to get over that because mm-hmm. for me, I know what I'm going to do. So we don't always have to just feel guilty or feel bad about the way other people perceive what we're doing with our own dreams, you know what I mean? And that was something that like, even within the last year, I'm like, dang, I wish that I had never just bogged myself down with that thought. You know what I mean? Because Mm. the arts are beautiful. The arts carry us through centuries, you know what I mean? And so that's, it's important. It's, it's still important, even if it's creative writing, you know, just the way people talk about it, I guess. Um, But I've gotten over that, you know, and yeah, I mean, to get back to your point, I've, I followed that path and just hoped and prayed somewhere that I would figure out what to do next. And then now it's, it's kind of coming together. So I I really believe in that, you know, Mm -hmm. just do what, do what you think you should do. And usually most of the time it'll, it'll see you through to something else. Yeah. Yeah. What did they, did they say like what they think you should be doing with your, well, uh, I don't think anybody ever went 
that far and if they did I probably just got my feelings hurt and tried to forget about it but um no I mean my my family has always been very supportive Mm -hmm. you know and they've always supported my writing and you know talk about my publications and stuff so they're they're just they're a great support and I think that's what I fall back on all the time you know if, if people ever kind of make me feel a little put down about something I just think about you know what would my family say you know and and that 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 picks me back up but it'll just be random people that like I don't really talk to that much or they might know you know who I am my our aunties might be friends or like something <laughs> like that but or you tell somebody and they're kind of just like oh like you know that you know that feeling um mm. so yeah <laughs> thankfully no one's ever said anything too harsh to me but i um yeah it's just it is a little thing to get over it's really not that big of a deal but to me you know i'm super sensitive so i'm like everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially when i was younger everything hurt my feelings <laughs> <laughs> yeah like with well i mean like with your writing like it's like your personal thing mm-hmm. you know it's your thoughts and you know you, you do put a lot of time into it you know yeah. i was this is what you want to do so like i understand like when somebody like i guess shits on it mm-hmm. without or they're trying to like do it in a nice way i guess mm-hmm. i don't know then yeah it can like hurt your feelings because yeah. like this is like it's your baby mm-hmm. like that's your oh, yeah. that's what you love doing so like it hurts when somebody like there's like criticism like really good criticism mm-hmm. and then there's like somebody just trying to like bring you down yeah you know to maybe their level or something because they're not doing anything i guess yeah you know yeah and i will say with you know being a writer um it's something that i would so much rather have someone ask me hey what does that mean what did that line mean or like hey i think you could say this better because i'm so used to that now with all like my writer friends and my you know professors they're like well that seems i think you can do better than that that is so much better to me than like someone you know disregarding it or not caring about it and and i know you know not everybody likes poetry and that's totally fine i'm not i'm not one of those people that thinks like oh my work is just the best and everybody (laughs) better read it i i it's it's whatever anybody likes but as a writer um yeah i i i i welcome the criticism but it's got to be constructive i feel like if you're going to criticize somebody it's always got to be you know in a helpful way or trying to gear somebody something more more towards something um you know better or elevated or whatever Mm -hmm. um but yeah. Yeah. To make you better. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. People just don't understand that. I have certain people that I know I take their words like mm-hmm. because they know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so but other people, it's like, oh, you should uh, do this. I don't yeah. know. Like do a, a somebody was saying like do a um, like a, a special in the middle of the month. I was like, guy, that's hard. That's <laughs> like, hard. <laughs> guy, like, like, uh, like, I'm reaching out to everybody, you know. So yeah. sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I can't like go, yeah, I'll, I'll take your idea and I'll do it. It's more of like, well, yeah. you do it. <laughs> you, do- <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and and I I think this is really cool. I mean, this whole setup you've got, this ongoing project that you've got. I mean, that's inspiring, and other people see that, you know, and um. Yeah, it's just I think especially natives, I feel like native people are so creative just they're just 
I mean, we all, I feel like, or at least in my family and a lot of families that I know, you know, there's always someone that can draw really good, you know, or someone that can sing or, you know, does whatever it may be, storytelling, you know, we're just such a creative, artistic people. And I think that that's, that's what makes us so, you know, good at everything that we want to do. And, um, yeah, I just, I just love us. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I really do. You know, I just, I'm. I'm fascinated by that all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're starting to see it more with uh, us, you know, like natives, like yeah. there's so many things going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere, but what reservation dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. being made. Yeah. Killers of fire moon is being mm-hmm. made. Um, hmm. yeah, that's really cool. That's, and, and I think just that in itself is so important just because, you know, I, I'm excited to see us in movies being represented the right way, you know, so having a, a large native writing staff, you know, that's all these things. I feel like just the more that we put ourselves out there and put our art and our craft into the world, like that influences that so much, you know what I mean? Cause we're speaking for ourselves at that point, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. I think that's important cause I know we're all tired of seeing natives portrayed in this kind of, you know, <laughs> old school in the Westerns, primitive, way you know what i mean i mean it's got it's gotten better but i mean it's it's got to be it's got to be better still yeah yeah there's still that but Mm -hmm. they're it's moving forward with just us existing oh yeah in the world that we know right now Mm -hmm. so i agree yeah it's it's crazy and then um i guess they're making a predator movie where it's set back in the day though with Mm -hmm. comanches Mm -hmm. so what I read was it was like this young Comanche woman and I guess she's in, she encounters predator or something. And, mm-hmm. and I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming like the tribe fights the predator, I guess. I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. We don't know. <laughs> so I think that would be, I don't know. I'm still kind of like on the air on that one. Yeah. Up in the air because yeah. who knows you, how that's going to go. Yeah. I think you got to see it first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I could find a leak script. (laughs) (laughs) Leak script. (laughs) Did you ever think about working on like the reservation dogs or? Um, yeah, you know, I actually I take screenwriting classes for my major. Yeah, um, and I will just go ahead and admit right now it's not my strong suit. Um, what an opportunity that would be though. But I mean, there's so many great native screenwriters now, but um. Yeah, I think poetry's definitely my my realm, you know, a little fiction and nonfiction here, but I think screenwriting is just it's so different. It's such a different realm of writing and you know, it, it's funny. One of my professors even yesterday I've been working on this six-part series for one of my classes um and god, man, I just been I've been like duking it out with the script, like just trying to get it to make sense and whatnot. And mm-hmm. my professor emailed me yesterday and he was just like, Abby, he's like, it's kind of it's kind of a mess right now. I was like, OK, I got it. I'm going to try again, <laughs> get back on the computer. But no, I mean, you know, it would be amazing to for natives to just be able to work on project, projects like that. But as for me, I think. I don't think screenwriting's my um my avenue, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Respect yeah. it. I just <laughs> not for you. It's just different, you know. It's different than writing fiction because with screenwriting, it's like you have to 
take into account you you separate in a way you like seems like you separate action from like feeling and I don't know there's just so many little things when I go through my critiques and the other students who are really good at it they're like okay well don't put the line like this because it, it actually goes like this and you have to separate this from that and I'm like oh man I've never written like this before so it just I, I respect you know I respect it a lot but not I don't think it's me <laughs> long story short I don't think it's me <laughs> Now, how long are those that you're working on right now? So this one is just a six-part series. So oh, there's six, six, yeah, and short forms. So it's more along the lines of writing like a short web series or like a short film. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I really like it. It's just I think the technicalities of it kind of get me a little bit sometimes. But mm -hmm. but yeah. Now I see like um, you also work with is it Thrive Unlimited? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my um yeah so my my uncle jeremy fields and uh, my aunt collins she uh they kind of head that that movement and they've had they've had so many different ambassadors you know for my sisters are warriors and you, i mean just if we could put the link somewhere you can you know you can scroll through and just see all the women that have been you know on it and, the, and their ambassadors and they're just they're just amazing like women from all around the world and you know this movement that they that they created with my sisters are warriors it's you know i really was so honored and like excited to be asked to be one of the ambassadors just because first of all i was you know i got to have my picture on this website with all these other amazing women who have don't, done so many things in their communities you know and um mm -hmm. that's just a privilege in itself and just to be a part of um something that's honoring the strength of our women you know we, we we need to talk about we need to discuss missing and murdered indigenous women and, and we do and we have those conversations and native people are having those conversations and we're amplifying that and in the same way we're talking about you know that that inherent strength and that gentleness and that foreverness you know that native women have and um yeah this this project it was just it just really like it touched my heart and um, I'm excited to see, you know, what's going to come in the future with it. Um, and thrive is just, they do so many things, you know, every day, you know, they're putting together a, a basket, you know, for, for, you know, different women or um, partnering with somebody and amplifying their voice. And it's just a really great, you know, program and um, can't say enough about it, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to like, be a part of it in some small way you know yeah. yeah i'd be like seeing their stuff on facebook and instagram and they do a lot of great things mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah for mm -hmm. sure and they're just so you know committed to um the community and doing doing the work you know really doing the work and and, and i'm surrounded by that and in all of my family you know I'm, I'm so fortunate to grow up in a family that is just outreach based you know my like my my father you know my dad chance rush he he's done so much over the years and um he's just he's just a light to people you know he's funny and but but he also talks about the hard things too you know so that and um i don't know i just i guess all my my entire family i'm just i'm lucky to be from my family and seeing all the work that they do, it just, it sets a high standard for me to have to hopefully someday get close to meeting, you know, but, um, but yeah, I feel like I'm just babbling a lot, but <laughs> I just start thinking oh, about good. different things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah. I'm learning more about 
you know, everything yeah. that you, you're talking about and everything. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody thinks. It's like, oh, I'm just rambling on. And yeah. I'm like, go ahead. Like, I know. Yeah, this is your platform, you know, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you feel like talking about, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah I, I like getting the word out about fellow natives, you know, mm-hmm. fellow natives and what they're doing and just trying to get people to I'm believing themselves, I guess. Oh yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah, and I think you know, it's it's an honor to be a part of this and you know, anything that amplifies native voices and also just gives people, gives our youth, gives, you know, any any one of us something to listen to and um kind of connect in that way, especially now. Everything's so you know, like so um disconnected because of you know coronavirus and all the horrible things that that's brought um but yeah this is a really cool thing that you that you've been doing thank you thank yeah i <laughs> 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 was uh covid with school um yeah so one day i was walking out of a an evening class that i had and i had no notion of anything going on i mean i'd heard that there was like this virus but it was almost like um i don't know people didn't seem urgent about it and you know and that's probably i mean that is a fault of ours yeah you know and i and i just think no one spoke about it in such a way to where it, it we understood you know the magnitude of it um so yeah, I feel like a lot of people downplayed it at first. And um, I just remember walking out of a class and I was walking to my car and I got an email and it was like, don't come to school tomorrow, like until further notice. Whoa. We are not going to be at school. We'll be online. You're, and we're just going to have to figure it out with your professors. And um, so and I really respect my professors and all the staff because they really worked hard to make sure that we were able to do everything, you know, and have the same help and whatnot but it was rough like honestly i've i've always done pretty well in school and i like it i like going to class um so when there became like okay you're gonna be locked in the house and just be on zoom for four hours a day like that was rough for me and i realized then i was like i cannot go to grad school online like (laughs) i just it's gotten better now i mean Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm used to it but uh yeah it was it was hard for me for sure but yeah what about for you? How was it? <laughs> it was crazy. I was working at a Osage. Yeah. And I mean, like the months leading up to the lockdown in the back of my head, I was like, it's all going to like, it's all going to come crashing down. Mm-hmm. You turn on the news and it'd be like, okay, it's hitting here. It's here. And they're like doing all these, like just these, like, like the travel of it. And it was like going everywhere and like, it wasn't here yet in mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. And I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to get crazy. Yeah. And then, like, sure enough, like, I don't even know what happened, but what was it? Like, two people came back here from somewhere and mm-hmm. not here in Oklahoma, but here in the U.S. And mm-hmm. they said they had it. And then it was like, all right, the first two cases, then it went to like six then it just started yeah, like it, it was crazy <laughs> i remember like waking up and just checking the news and just being like you know really just terrified um like i think a lot of people were just of 
what it was doing. I mean, it it's just I've never we've never seen anything like yeah. that. You know, maybe a hundred years ago with the Spanish influence. I mean, you look at those pictures and you like realize like, wow, something like that hasn't happened in a in a while. Yeah, but, it was man, it was crazy. Yeah, like it was. I was like, because nobody knew anything about what it was. Yeah, and it was just like. Like those two patients, I think those two patients died. Mm-hmm. I think those first two that were here, mm-hmm. and then like people just started dying from it. So then it got really, it got really, it got real. Mm-hmm. Like it got so real, and and I went to work, and everybody was like, they're trying to make us like wear a mask and wear gloves all the time. Yeah, because we handle money, and and the casino is like a disgusting place yeah. i'm just gonna say it <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's like so i mean like yeah there's people that clean it all the time but it's it's so really? like yeah. it's so disgusting of like because i worked at this other casino and some guy just started pissing on the floor oh no yeah <laughs> <laughs> so oh. it was so it, you can only imagine of like everybody touching everything yeah and they're like well, wipe down the machines wear your mask and do all this and it was like dude that's not gonna do anything yeah like because people don't wash their hands constantly mm-hmm. here at the casino and and i don't know and then i remember i went into work all right we're closing at midnight and we gotta get everybody out of here by midnight and so i was like what the fuck <laughs> like yeah like that's when it got real and i was like oh my god and so after that they were like we're just gonna shut down and then, like, each casino started shutting down. And then it was, like, I don't know. I thought, like, casinos wouldn't shut down. Yeah. Because the casinos are, They don't like, shut down Yeah, they anything. don't shut down for <laughs> nothing. And then when they said, like, everybody out by 12, like, and then everybody, you know, do these last things and you could leave or whatever. And then don't worry about coming back. You know, we'll call everybody back when it's time to come back, I guess. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so weird. It was just the weirdest thing. And, yeah. And then I was like, damn, do we even go out and buy stuff or mm-hmm. what? Like, I just yeah. didn't even know what to think. Yeah, everyone was kind of just very, I mean, it's just, I'll, I'll never forget what those days were like, you know, just trying to figure out, okay, where do I, where can I go? <laughs> and I, you know, I need this stuff. And that whole, like, the grocery store being empty. Yeah. I had never oh seen that before. God. And I just was, I was, I just didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I mean, we didn't really know what to do, but luckily, you know, I, had a strong like support system and my family was you know i don't know it was it was wild i just i'm glad that that was like a year ago you know and and just just the fact that you know the way that it ravaged people and and their lives and stuff like that's you know we always you know continue to like pray for them and um just pray that you know this thing will get you know beat down at some point and i feel like we're making a little bit of headway now, which I'm I'm really, really grateful for, you know, for our elders and for everybody immunocompromised and um just for life to be normal a little bit again, you mm-hmm. know. I remember we went to the grocery store that weekend. Man, everything was gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like and it was like random stuff would be gone too, like the <laughs> like just random like keto chips or whatever. <laughs> like what the, everything's just out of here man that was crazy and then they put like those little rules on the toilet paper like i know only right? take one <laughs> i was like dang i was watching videos where people were fighting over that stuff. yeah it was crazy it was like black friday but mm-hmm. not not for black friday no, no. though 
I was watching YouTube and they're like posting all these videos of people fighting over toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. is this the end or what? <laughs> yeah. It was, that was a weird time for sure. Yeah. We're all stocked up now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get your, uh, did you get vaccinated or? Yeah. I had a, yeah. I got my second dose of Moderna. Um, Let's see, when was that? I think it was like a month ago at this point. I can't remember what day it was exactly, but yeah, got got Moderna and everything's been fine. The only the only side effect I had was my arm was sore both times, but I mean, mm-hmm. that wasn't a big deal. And then uh, I felt a little like sickly the second after the second dose for like a couple hours. I just like, you know, when you get like that cold kind of feeling, felt like that, and then I took a nap, and I woke up, and I was a million bucks. So, really? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, other people have had complications, obviously, but you know, it, it's different for everybody, and it's a learning process. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I got it. Did you have COVID? Did you get COVID? Mm-mm. No, no, damn, no. Yeah, I was uh, was lucky. <laughs> had some kind of protection over me. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, glad I got it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get it. Yeah. That's how a lot of people feel. I don't know. I've heard some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the main thing I heard was like um, infertility. Oh, really? That's the main thing like I heard. So I don't want like me and my wife to like uh, have that taken away. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So what I read was it causes of both in men and women. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's like great. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, yeah, and I and I can understand, you know, the, the weariness of it, you know. But mm-hmm. this with anything, I mean, yeah, I get that. Which one did you get? Moderna. Moderna. Mm-hmm. I think that one I was reading was Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one I was reading. Yeah. How many is there now? How many vaccines? Uh, well, I think that they just took that Johnson and Johnson one off for the time being, and I think it's I think as far as I know, it's just Pfizer and Moderna really? right now. I'm pretty sure. But what happened to the Johnson and Johnson? I think, I think there was like a report of a few people had some complications, and so they just wanted to like take it off just to like make sure you know everything was good and maybe reinstated. I'm not sure. Oh wow! But yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Damn man yeah i'll probably wait because i had covid mm-hmm. so just yeah. put that out there got those got those <laughs> antibodies <laughs> yeah it was weird it was really weird yeah i thought it was, i thought like oh god i'm gonna die yeah <laughs> so did you um have you like regained like your your smell and taste and everything i or? didn't i didn't lose my oh, taste you didn't? or smell oh really hmm. yeah what happened was um I had like a really bad headache and I just thought, it was, I thought it was my sinuses because mm-hmm. I was all congested in my head. And then I was like, well, I guess I got my sinus infection. And then I don't know. I, I had this really bad headache and then I just started like, like I'd get hot, mm-hmm. but then I get the chills. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. And so uh, my wife got it from work mm-hmm. and, but she didn't know she had it because this girl had it. And by the time she got tested, it had already spread yeah. throughout the workplace. So yeah. I was like, and then when she got tested, she tested positive And then I was like, Oh fuck, I got it. I'm, yeah. I know I got it, dude. Like there's yeah. no way I don't have it. 
sure enough, like that next day, like I started feeling like like that, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, it could be a sinus infection or it could be COVID, yeah, or both. I don't know. Yeah. So I had to like go get tested for work, and I got tested, and like the doctor called from IHS, and then he was like, "How'd you get it?" And I was like, "I told him all that," and then he was like, "Well, who you been around?" And I was like, "Just us two." Like, yeah. just, uh, we haven't been around or anything. And then he was like, there's nothing we can do. Like, you can't come in and get medicine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do. Like, your body's just going to have to either fight, fight it, it off yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. And that was, like, really weird because I was like, well, so there's nothing, like, I can do. He's like, well, if you get, like, really sick, just go to the ER. That's it. Maybe yeah. they can give you something. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And so I just like came back and I went to sleep and cause I was tired and then got up and still had like this massive headache for like a week. Mm-hmm. And then, then like the next week it was like the whole shortness of breath thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that I was like, I started feeling better. So yeah. it was roughly around two and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough, man. But I didn't lose my taste or smell. I lost my appetite. So I lost like 30 pounds. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one that I've heard people complain about the most is losing their taste and smell. And a lot of people that I've talked to say that, like, they've never really fully regained it back. And that's, I mean, that's sad and scary because it's, you just don't know what it's going to do. And, yeah, I I remember that, like, what you're saying, you know, them them saying we can't really do anything until you're, like, in critical condition, basically. (laughs) But it's, like, I remember that and just being, like, I mean, God, the terror of that, you know, and worrying about your family and, and all that. But. Um, yeah, it was just a wild time and it's still wild. I mean, but at, at least, you know, there's a few steps being made towards, you know, whatever it may be to make things better, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you're young though. So how old are you? 22. Are you 22? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, your body would fight it off. Yeah. I'm like, I'm 33. So I was like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's still young. I feel like we have such a weird perception of like how young young is. Like that's, I mean, that's what I think. I'm going to be one of those like 50 year old people like running 5Ks every weekend. <laughs> hopefully I say that now. Hopefully I will be. <laughs> Doing CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, probably not CrossFit. No. Looks a little hard. So I'll stick to the regular regular gym. <laughs> Did you do five Ks? Oh no, not anymore. I not used anymore? to. I used to when I was younger. I, I used to run a lot. Now I just go to the gym, um, do like strength training and stuff like that. But um I wanna get back into running five Ks. There's actually one here in Tulsa called like nine run eight or something like that and it's a nighttime run so oh really yeah that was what was kind of steering me away from it because i was like it gets kind of hot and i don't <laughs> want to so they'd be running in the sun i might pass out because i haven't i haven't been running like i used to you know and so yeah. trying to work up towards that i got to get me some squishy shoes though like you know can't be running on my old old school shoes <laughs> <laughs> what is that do you know what that is uh i think it's at the end of may so we'll see i still need to sign up for it but they don't want to do that. Yeah. If yeah. it's at night, I'll fall. No, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, um, it sounds fun though. And they, I, I just, I like the idea of like running with a bunch of other people and like getting a shirt and like all that stuff. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm in like a club or something. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Damn, I have to sign up for that. 
Yeah. Does it cost? How much does it cost? I know? think it's forty dollars. I think they lowered the oh, price. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was like forty five, <laughs> so they knocked like five dollars off of it. <laughs> but um it's a cool shirt. So Is it glow in the dark? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't read. I didn't read that part. I didn't read that part. <laughs> well, forty bucks, I guess I can Yeah. I guess I can. Yeah, I'll probably just walk the entire time. But yeah, that's, I'll have to take me some walking breaks. I'm sure. So, <laughs> let's see. Do you remember um your first? What, what? How old were you when you wrote your first like? When you think like you wrote your first like yeah. poem, I guess. Uh, I was probably I was probably 15. Do you still remember it? Um, the very first one. I I think I remember like the four that i originally did because i wrote them like within the same like week span and i was like hey like i don't know what i'm doing but i'm doing it you know <laughs> but um i can't remember what it, i obviously probably didn't title it because i don't ever title my yeah, poems yeah, but um, I'm, I'm getting better at it now though like for this collection i'm writing for my senior project he, it's like everyone has to have a title and i'm like i don't know <laughs> i have no idea but um yeah i remember i was 15 and i remember writing and posting them on facebook you know <laughs> that was where it all started but yeah, I was. I guess I was pretty young. I was fifteen. So just all just one day you just started writing. Yeah, and then I I think it was sharing it with other people when I really started to feel like ooh like I think I'm I think I'm writing I think I'm doing poetry right now you know and then I started going around and my friends would you know go with me to like open mic nights at like these coffee places and you know I got way better at sharing it with other people you know mm -hmm. I used to be really shy about it at first but better now <laughs> took some years not those coffee houses did they did they snap and some of them did oh, yeah really? and i remember like they would snap and i'd be like oh it's doing it <laughs> it's like it feels like i'm in a movie <laughs> but yeah it was, and, and that's the great thing about tulsa you know i always i love tulsa for the artistic scene you know what i mean you, even just downtown like all the things there is to do and you know i got the chance to host a poetry karaoke at magic city one time. Hmm. Um, so that was really cool. It was nerve wracking, but it was fun. And I met a lot of really interesting poets and people who've helped me, you know, and learned how to like navigate that world a little bit better. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just been a blessing, especially to be able to do it in Tulsa. Um, but yeah. Where have you, uh, like what are the, the coffee houses around here? Uh, yeah, the, I think the first one I ever did, geez, I think it was, do you remember that coffee shop that used to be over by Centennial Park called the Phoenix? Did you ever go there? I remember that, but I'd never been there. It's right next to that Blackbird Pearl. It's like over there on like the Pearl District or whatever. But mm -hmm. anyways, when I was in high school, my me and my buds would go down there and my friend had a little silver Mustang and <laughs> we'd drive that around and, um... Yeah, I went there and did it a couple times, and then Gypsy Coffee House. They always do an open mic night. I think it's changed. It's either on like Tuesday or Wednesday nights that they do open mic. Um, in Magic City, before uh, COVID, they did uh, the last Sunday of every month. Everybody could just come in and read your own work or somebody else's or whatever. And um, so that that was really that was probably my favorite place to do it. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I've never been to an open mic night. Yeah, it uh, it's really cool because yeah, it's not it's not just poetry. You know, some people do other mediums. Um, 
And then, of course, you know, just performing my poetry at like different events, you know, different conferences or whatever. Like that was that was probably where I got a lot less psyched out about it, you know, just because there was so many people. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, just kind of anywhere, anywhere they ask me to do it, I'll hop on there and (laughs) read, (laughs) pop one out, (laughs) read one. (laughs) What's one of the ones you like doing? You want to do one right now? Uh, Yeah, sure. I wrote this one about, you know, anybody, you know, especially Native women with the understanding and the awareness of, you know, what we've been through, like, you know, missing and murdered Indigenous women and, and, and that reality, um, as well as the reality of, like, domestic violence and, um, you know, abuse in all its forms. And I, I wrote this one just to speak to, like, the resiliency of 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 our of our women and and how they and, and all women but you know it was specifically came from that part of me you know and i just wanted to talk about them and talk about the strength of like getting through those things you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i can do that one yeah. if you want all right Your favorite one <laughs> I guess it's, I I don't know. Hey, that's crazy because you said poetry is like your baby, and I don't have a favorite baby. I have they're all yeah. equally loved. <laughs> so no, but it's not my favorite. They're all my favorite. No. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> Woman, sweet sage in a bottomless well of heart, emitting unconditionality on his darkest nights. Yet. When the sun forgets to rise for you, this man does not want to cry with you, but watches you unfold, and unlike your fathers and grandfathers, he does not hold you, but watches, likely in half amazement because of the strength you bear within yourself, enough to put you back together alone, woman. He only cares enough to lie to you. To leave marks you will remember long after they fade from your skin again and again, but excuses are made on his behalf. Why does this happen? Blame not your face, for it reminds me of mountains catching sunlight, of the fire we pray over, of the stars and their constant light. Blame not your vessel or your voice, those are the sweetest to my senses. A vision a message, and a song of God and ancestors in heaven. How could you feel like a failure because flesh said so? You are an image formed in that of the grandest and most endless entity. Creator stitched you together with the same gold and grit and blood that ran through the veins of women who looked and hurt just like you centuries ago. You are the matriarch, the first and most vital part, woman. And when it hurts, sing to the sky, wail in your distress, and armies will emerge, bearing warriors and grandmothers to remind you that you are crucial, regardless of what he says. Forgive him as he lies to you, pity him when he cries for you, but fly, and never land again on terrain that does not serve you. You are not here to heal a man in the name of love only you give. Drink of your spirituality, embody it, become the river that cannot be manipulated by debris and dammed up by complacency. You are a force to be reckoned with, deserving of only the lovely in this realm, woman. 
Thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. Snap, snap. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the long runs I've written. It's um, yeah, it's crazy because I this this new collection I'm working on um, it's kind of about a specific topic, very specific thing. But it's interesting to see how long that one is compared to like the ones I'm writing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that one's important to me. So thought i'd share that with you guys so. <laughs> <laughs> what did you write that one when yeah oh um this was back in 2019 oh yeah yeah so i've i've um recited or performed whatever i've done i've read that um probably three times now in front of some other people so but i've got a ton more i guess i just always try and do the ones that apply to people the most you know some of the other ones are a little bit more like specific or um but yeah, I've just done that one so much and I think I I just like it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long does it take you to write? Like a Honestly, it's not so much about how long it takes, it's about if it's the right moment. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to sit here and be like, "Okay, here I go. I'm going to write one right now." I it, it it's funny and I my professor always one of them always laughs at me cuz it's like I will be in my car literally at a red light. Or I'll be driving and I'll see something and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a line right now. And I have to like get out my phone, my Google Docs, and I'm like trying to <laughs> write it. And Or I'll be on Siri, like Siri, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll be reciting it to her. That way I can come back later and, and go for it, you know. But it really doesn't take me too long to write a poem with in its original form. Yeah. You know, I'll go back and revise it and stuff. But um, yeah, it really doesn't take long just because I, I start to think about something and um. I just start rolling with it and mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, the, the revision does take a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. How long does that take? Um, it just depends on if it's for like school or if it's for, um, you know, a project that I'm doing. If it's for a project like with thrive, you know, I got the opportunity to write a poem for that. Um, and that took, took quite a while just because I wanted to get it right, you mm-hmm. know, um, and for my projects and stuff. Yeah, it just depends on how I feel about it. I'll go in and replace words and whatnot sometimes, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. So with that poem, like you read, mm-hmm. that was was that for the thrive? Uh, no, I just wrote that one. You just wrote that one, mm-hmm. but it it does like, um, the thought process was murdered, missing, murdered indigenous women, domestic violence. Yeah, you know, all these problems that you know we have an Indian country, you know, and I don't know, man, it's, it's, uh, I think it's great. Like that is getting talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, the MMIW, it's a great thing to bring to light Mm -hmm. because it's so shitty how our women are treated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as far as, you know, people educating themselves, it's, it's going beyond, you know, just reading about it or seeing a hashtag or whatever, you know, it's, it's got to become something integral to like our studying of it and, our, and the studying of our communities. Um, and, and for me, you know, it's like, I always feel like I have a small part as an artist. I'm always like, oh, well, I'm just making a poem about it. But, you know, even though that might just be my one small contribution, the more that we talk about it and uplift it and, and discuss it in a way 
that's what you know we're fixing it it's it's an ongoing journey to protect our women to keep them safe to to lift them up in our community so they feel safe enough you know to come out and say hey this is happening to me or i'm worried about this you know what i mean it's that's what it's for you know and it's it's always for me it's always about advocating for them mm-hmm. you know um and all our people but you know specifically you know especially cuz i i can speak from that perspective i am an indigenous woman you know i've had my own fair share of you know encounters with life you know what i mean so i think that's that's where it really came from for me and um yeah it's just it's important it's important to talk about yeah and it's great that it's it's becoming a um i guess normal conversation mm-hmm. you know like cuz nobody would talk about it before but it is being brought being brought up and pretty much everywhere, you know, and like social media, like it's like I have friends that post these MMIW, you know, not hashtags, but I guess articles, yeah. I guess yeah. articles. And, you know, I educate myself and read those. And but just hearing like your, you know, your poetry, you know, it's like, yeah, you feel like it's a small contribution, but it's like you're out here like doing it like you're mm-hmm. out here like um making it like that's your thought process for that you know and i think that's like really cool so it's like domestic violence so do you dive into like other issues as well like um so that specific poem yeah it it deals mostly with that and that might be one of the only poems that kind of touches on that specific subject um one of my favorite poems you know I wrote it, I always say I wrote it with like the help of others because I had gone up to this um, suicide awareness, suicide prevention conference up in Spokane with SAMHSA. Um, and I was able to meet a, a lot of the youth there and I you know, spoke one of my poems and um, I just learned a lot about everybody's different experience, you know, and um, with mental health and mental illness. And um, so I wrote that poem, you know, about suicide prevention, about being there for each other um a lot of my poetry is is geared for and in the name of you know being you know a native woman um and what that experience is but i have poems about a myriad of different things you know it's just whatever's on my heart at that point you know and um yeah so i i i like to write about anything doesn't matter what it is um but yeah i would say a lot of my poems have to do with being being a woman, being native, and what that looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your first poem about in 2015? Oh, right? geez. Uh, Do you remember? I don't I don't remember, honestly, <laughs> and I probably erased it because it probably wasn't one of my better ones. Uh-huh. Like, what I write now versus 15-year-old me. Any, <laughs> I feel like any writer says that where it's like, oh, man, back in the day. No. <laughs> um, no, but it was probably about something a lot less because I, I hadn't fully come into myself or come into like what I wanted to do with my life or what I wanted to write about. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't begun any outreach work at that point at all. Um, so it was probably about something like, I don't know, like love or like, <laughs> you know, someone breaking up with me or something like that. It was probably something like that. But, you know, once I started realizing like, Oh wow. Like, I think I'm, I think I might be a little bit good at this. Then mm-hmm. it, it became so important to me to be able to tell our story and tell the story of like who we are and how beautiful we are and advocate for things, you know, like protecting women and, you know, being there for each other and, you know, bringing down these rates of suicide in Indian country. And, 
you know, it got a lot more important to me as time went on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only bring that up because I think it'd be cool to like, you know, post that. Yeah. And like <laughs> this one, but just to kind of see like the progression of, you know, oh yeah, where you were and how much you've grown. You yeah. Know, like we've talked about uh, in the beginning, how much you've grown and like your mindset and everything yeah. and everything like you've learned. Yeah. So sure. yeah, like I. That's why I was like, I wonder if it's like still around or, you yeah. know, if there's like a way like we could see it. And yeah. Like... It's probably, so dang, I have to <laughs> dig it up. But yeah, I mean, I have old, old ones. I have a Google Docs that's been active and I just, I write everything on there. And um, <laughs> it's hard to find things though, because I'm so like impatient when I'm trying to write something. Sometimes mm-hmm. if I get just like, oh, I need to remember this right now, I'll get on there and it, Google Docs always wants me to title it and I'll just like put in a bunch of different letters and then <laughs> later on I can't find it. I'm like, oh man, I should have like the foresight to like... <laughs> Not do that. <laughs> but yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So what do you want to, what do you want your, like, um, do you want your writing to like reach everybody or do you want it to kind of stay within like Indian country? Like um, what do you, what do you want for your, for your writing, I guess? I, um... I think at the heart of everything I write for my people, you know, that's, that's who the poetry is, you know, for. And I want to tell that story and I want to talk about who we are and, um, the different journeys that we all have because not every native person has the same journey. We all deal with different, you know, disparities. We all deal with different issues in our communities, like language barriers, and or some of us don't deal with language barriers. Some of us deal with, you know, um, land issues. You know, it, it's there's no one singular story. Um, and I'm never trying to come off like I have the story because I'm I'm one native woman in, in a sea of native. You know, it's 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 so different. But I I will say that it's always to honor them and to and to talk about that experience. Um, but I would like for my poetry to reach people outside of our community. If for nothing else, then for them to see us and truly see us and truly hear what we want to talk about and not just have, you know, a light cast on us and okay, you know, we're only seen through certain lenses. Sometimes I feel like it's getting better, you know, with popular culture. I think we're getting a lot more illumination in the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if it, I want my poetry to reach other people just so that I can tell this story and tell, you know, of our experiences and the things that we've been through um, and, and how beautiful and resilient and strong we are in, in the same sense, you know, mm-hmm. so. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, thank you for coming on, Abby. Thank you for making time to come over mm-hmm. and just talk and get to know each other and yeah. I hope, you know, nothing but great things for your future. And I really hope you continue writing. And, you know, you're welcome back anytime. Anytime, like, you have something going on or you want to get the word out about anything or, shoot, just come back and talk about anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, like, I tell everybody, you know, just come back and, you know, we'll chill, have some water. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for, you know, inviting me on here. It's it's an honor and um instagram facebook yeah people to um so all my 
I mean, real quick, also real quick, uh, you got any like readings on YouTube or anything people can watch? Um, I don't have any on YouTube right now. Uh, there, I have a, I have a blog on my website. Um, and I also have a poetry page that you can find. Um, but if you just go to my Instagram, it's Abby Lurie. Um, I have some poetry there, but probably the best place to go for something like that would be if anybody ever wants to reach out to me for anything, whether it's to talk or, you know, you want to hear some poetry or something like that, um, I'm at uh, abbyrush.com and you can find all my stuff there and um, I'd be happy to talk with you and get to know you and yeah, I'm just, the link to my Heckinger Report article is on there, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm excited for your future and for mine and all the cool things that native people are doing right now you know it's crazy like it's really exciting to see like all these native things going on oh yeah yeah it's amazing yeah it's i don't know it's just kind of like i was thinking about the end of the day like damn we have all these things going on yeah for sure and like everybody like i'm reaching out to like it's 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 just crazy like Mm -hmm. it's just like so unreal yeah i don't know i'm excited about it yeah and you with your poetry, you know, you're mm-hmm. my first poet on here, so. <laughs> I'm honored. No, <laughs> no but really I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check her out, everybody. Go read her work. It's really great work. Um, hit her up on Instagram. Like she said, if you just need to talk or something, hit yeah. her up. Always. Yeah. She's always there. She's always be there to be a friend and all that. Mm. Very great person. If you're not subscribed to Okie Podcast, please go subscribe. Across all platforms, yeah. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, follow, whatever. Um, go follow the Facebook page and Instagram pages. Thank you, Abby, for coming on once again. I appreciate it. And yeah, we're gonna have to do this again. So I guess until next time, everybody. Peace. Thank you, everyone.